Hello everyone and welcome to the Dreamable You Motivational Coaching Podcast. My name is Jamie Hartley Ribeiro and I am a motivational coach. On this podcast, we will talk about the things we can do to turn your dreams into goals and how to live a life designed by you. What is stopping you from living the life of your dreams? Maybe less than you think. In the Dreamable You podcast, we will discover what is in within your reach to start dreaming and creating the life you dream of. You can follow me, contact me or know more about me at www.dreamableu.com. Don't forget to like, comment and share this podcast and follow it on social media by searching Dreamable You. That way you can be notified when a new episode is on. Hello everyone, welcome to the Dreamable You Motivational Coaching. Uh, as I promised, uh, I said I was not going to take too long this time with the episodes and uh, today is going to be a very special one because we have our first guest. Uh, we have uh, with us Marco, he is, um, he is uh, one of the entertainers or one of the person responsible for the Golden Team. <laughs> uh, you'll realize what, what that is, but um, I've met Marco because as a part of, uh, for those who follow me, you know that as, as a part of my journey, I wanted to move to Algarve in the south of Portugal. I wanted to live in a sunny place and um, I found an incredible place where not only there's the sun, there's the sea, the swimming pool, but there's an incredible animation team and Marco is um, uh, a very important part of, of that. I, I've, I've seen him first as the Aqua Zumba instructor in the beginning and, um, and then I just saw him as an incredible uh, uh, talented person, an amazing dancer, an incredible entertainer, but most of all, and because this is a motivational podcast, he is a person with an incredible energy and uh, incredible motivation. So thank you very much for being here, Marco. No, thank you I for appreciate having me. that. Um, so let's start with giving us a little bit of a background. How old are you? That's the first place. Yeah. So I'm a, a fresh youngling of 29. 29. My, yeah. Uh, just around May that I did it. Um, I've been. I've been. Even though I'm 29, but I've been living the old man's life. Old man's say. life. What, what does that mean? <laughs> so I, 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 it's been. I compacted all of my. Um, uh, if you would say, uh, adventures in like really small years. So I've done a lot in just 29. Normally people start doing a lot at around 20 and stuff like that, but as, at 29 I've already done a lot of stuff. Okay, and uh, as far as I know, you haven't always lived in Portugal, right? You're, you're from no. Portugal, but... Uh, yeah, so I was born here. My, my family the, uh, comes from Angola, which is uh, south of Africa. Um, it's one of those uh, Portuguese-speaking countries. Uh, and I lived here for a lot while I was studying. And then I started do, uh, studying circus. Oh, okay. So, so basically, I wanted to do first. I wanted to do uh, um, acting and dancing uh, formation, 
and to prepare that, I was searching for like performance schools, and then okay. I found circus. And circus is basically just performing arts uh, applied to a specific circus uh, apparatus. Yeah. Like you have jugglers, you have clowns, you have tight wire people, trapeze people. Like they, they basically they all kind of learn all like how to perform, how to dance, how to sing, how to stuff, and then they also learn you know, the specific. Okay. And I was I was I went to a school, Chapito, uh, which is like like the first school you can circus school here in Portugal. And then from there I started going to other countries. So I, I lived a bit in in France first, mm -hmm. uh, in around Paris. Well, not not Paris, but it's like Colson. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, different different place, very, very different from Portugal. That's for sure. And then I went to uh, to England a bit. I went. I stayed in. Okay, I'm gonna get there. Eastbourne. Okay. Which is also a south place, way more chill. Then I've stayed in stayed in Porto. I've stayed in a few places, but my other country journey wasn't that big. But I've stayed in there. Then I came back. I was like, the sun. Yeah, you yes. know, that's exactly what brought me back from from <laughs> Budapest. Was I, I got tired of the the snow and the cold in the winter. And uh, then I decided to, to come here. Um, when when you were in those uh, different countries, were you performing, or did you have other uh, sort of jobs that you had to do, let's say, to survive? Yeah. So fortunately, uh, one of the things that the minute I started doing circus, I've never stopped doing anything performance related. Okay. Um, so. When I went first to, to, to France, I was mostly studying and then doing some shows on the side to get like some, some money, because studying there is kind of expensive. Uh, but then kind of didn't work out. So I came back here. That's how I met actually this place. So, okay. So I, I came back, I did the, the summer, and then I tried again, oh, and I okay. went to, to England. Uh, and then in England, I kind of just, I I performed like in like either um, weddings or like some special venues, and then while that wasn't happening, I was just doing some either parties or and I teach I teached now I'm not teaching but I teach well like we should go back we need to talk about that stuff. we should go back to teaching well, yeah but I yeah I used to do that so fortunately I was always like doing. Um, what my formation and what my uh, goals. Oh, okay. So it, they were always kind of aligned. I wasn't forcing myself much. Well, I had to do some other stuff that weren't really specifically what I wanted, but I was always very centric. And then when I came back, it was mostly just um, for the life conditionings that um, I'm having. And then since I was at, at Brexit at the point, mm -hmm. And things were starting to get like hard per se in terms yeah. of like staying, staying, getting stuff. And I was like, stay here with the amount of like income I'm having, and staying in Portugal might as well just stay in Portugal. There's sun. Uh, 
the people are generally warmer. Yeah. And so might as well, because you can't really pay for. There's really no price for this. This exactly. Yeah. So this this pays for itself. Yeah. Um, so what do you do right now? What if if you had to to describe your job? What would you say? So like um, my official work <laughs> work uh, description is I am the. Um, Entertainment manager okay. for Golden Club Club. Yeah. So basically everything that's entertainment related from um, the people that come to work here for like the kind of content content that appears or bands or stuff like that or if anything that's remotely um, related to entertainment I would either manage it or make it happen. Okay. Uh, but if you would to be exactly like specific, what I mostly do is I basically I at the winter I'm basically just a, a producer. So I produce the shows. I I decide what's gonna be in the at the at the schedules and stuff like yeah. that. I for, choose the people for the season. Yeah. yeah, and then I train them. Uh, and then afterwards, basically, I'm I'm just an animator that that tries to handle all the background <laughs> stuff <laughs> well that, that that's being quite humble because excluding sundays and mondays i see you here every day <laughs> every day and doing everything and it's your voice that i hear the most on the microphone um and we're going to get that but i think that's not because you want to be in control of everything it's just because of the energy that you have that you, you just want to do it and you want to be a part of it but I think this is an interesting question. What did you want to be when you were a child and people asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> uh, what, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> I've been, I, I had phases. Yeah. So my first thing is I wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah, okay, good, uh, I was extremely young, but I was always like one of those, I know what I want to do, and I wanted to be an astronaut. And then I learned that you can't be an astronaut if you have glasses. Okay. Because I didn't want to just be the guy that's like looking at stars. No, I wanted to go to the moon. <laughs> but you can with glasses. And I was like, yeah, never mind then. And then I was like, maybe I'm just going to like do something physical. I'm, maybe I'm going to be a fireworker. Okay. But I wasn't really coming from the, from the I'm going to save people yes. spot. I was coming more from the I like moving and... Coming down the pole, the yeah, fire pole. Yeah, and, and why not help people? <laughs> so I'm going to be a fireman. But then I learned that they just don't get paid in Portugal. Yes. And I was like, I'm not that selfless. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, so I've always liked dancing. But I've always been very self-critic about it. So I never thought that I was good enough. So I never actually... Never crossed my mind that I was ever gonna, you know, make money with something I'm not good at. Okay. So I was good with computers. I stayed there and then I I did two years of computers and I was like, I just do not see myself for the next 20 years in a desk. It's just, ah, no, it's just, yes, I'm good at it, just, but no. So I'd say, why not? I like dancing, so 
like that. And yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely did not want... I didn't come here specifically because it was always my dream. Uh, it was just something I always tended to do. So, um, I think you, you've always... And you said this in the beginning of the conversation that you have always... Um, when you made the decisions professionally, you always had a goal in mind. And uh, that's what I, I always try to tell to my clients and to the people that I try to help. It's when you know your why, when you know uh, your... Uh, Robert Downey Jr., you know, the, he plays yeah. Iron Man, he said in, a, in an interview with uh, Joe Rogan, he said, know your action. When you're going to a set, uh, and the director asks you, what's your action? He said, I was in a movie and they asked me, what's my action? And I said, well, um, I'm picking up those girls. And he said, no, what's your action? He said, well, I'm, I'm driving. And then I stopped to pick up those girls. Those girls. He said, no, what's your action? Well, I'm driving, I'm trying to go to work. He said, exactly, that's your action. You're trying to go to work. In the meantime, to go to work you're driving and you stop because you get distracted by those girls but none of that is the action yeah. the action is that you you want to go to work you're trying to go to work and in your case you said you wanted a certain thing you always wanted to work related to a certain thing so you your action was very clear uh, I assume you wanted to entertain what, what, what drove you in all of this? Because you said, well, I, I, I did wedding parties and, I, and yeah. now you're doing this and you wanted to dance. What, what's the action behind it? What's the, the goal? What's yeah. in it for you? Basically, as truthful as possible is like, um, at first it was mostly from a, I like, I like dancing and dancing, um, spreads joy yes it, it, but it was mostly for me it was, it was very centric even though it's something that uh, does give to the people it wasn't that aspect that specifically yeah. called me it was basically the other aspect the, the fact that uh, no matter what no matter no matter the disposition the the feeling it can always be there it's yeah. always there I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm happy. It's always there. It's very, uh, and it's also very inclusive. Yeah. So, I completely, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna honor that. And while there, I'm just gonna try to give something, right? So, I, it's like sometimes I, I like, I, I keep saying like I'm a, um. I'm a bad person with good intentions. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, I'm not specifically telling you myself, but it's mostly just um, I try to find the way to make good um, in a situation yeah. where it doesn't conflict with anything that I'm doing. Yes. And that's basically like I can be happy making other making people other happy. people happy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have to be feel or conflicted or morally. Uh, or I have to take a moral stance in anything. I can just share. Right. And that's what I do. I just share. So, did you ever have to deal with, and if not, how would you deal with a nine to five job? You know, the office enclosed, mm -hmm. nine to five job. Yeah, I, I've had to. I've had to. 
because before this, I only started my, I started really late. Uh, I, I only started my like circus career at 19, and that's extremely late. People start at like five. Some people start at like 12 or stuff like that. Like I started late, so I did some boring works from cleaning streets to doing burgers to. Uh, uh, picking calls and stuff like that and well I w always went with a philosophy right I, I, I've always like had like I always try to do stuff with like goals in mind that's kind of my trick so uh, I've always been like so I'm like a brand you could say that maybe the best way to say like I'm like a brand and as a brand you're not you even though you're not the best, you're always striving for have a set standard and then try to like top it off. Um, it's not specifically because everyone's better, you're just trying always to yeah. be in that specific mindset. So I always, I always try to be as professional as possible and I try to like, okay, I'm gonna be the best street cleaner ever. And, and and that way, besides just cleaning, because cleaning streets not fun. I know, I know, man. I've been there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But if you're in that mindset where you're like, well, yeah, but like no one, no one, not even me, um, is gonna stay and say, ah, yeah, that that guy doesn't really clean that well, or that street's not well, or you're going to work, but like you, you left something there. I'm like, I, like, I don't, every places I've been, I've always went out with a clear mind. I never went out thinking, ah, I did something bad, and then, like, I always strive to be the best. But not in the sense of, like, me at the top, it's just striving for that thing. Because if not, it's just, it's very easy to get, to get dry. Yeah. When you're not, when you... If you don't support it on anything, besides just getting money, uh, it becomes really dry, especially if it's not something that, that so, you like. So what you're saying is that the motivation behind that, that and, and um, actually this week, uh, it is motivation week, and as I've been saying throughout my posts, motivation, and please feel free to disagree, motivation people tend to see as the willingness to do something. Oh, I'm not motivated, which means I don't have the willpower to go and do something. Motivation, that's not what it, what it is. Motivation is motive plus action, is the reason to take action. So once you know your why, once again, we talk about, once you know your why, you're going to know why you want to take a certain action. And in most cases, to earn the money is not enough motivation for your nine to five work to to be a successful one and to be an enjoyable one even though i agree with marco because i've been doing I, i've done cleanings and i still support my wife in the cleaning business is not fun thing to do although i can imagine you uh grabbing the broom and uh, going like singing in the room uh, yes i was i was i was actually one of those <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day it is not enough because yeah. then you start thinking how much do i make an hour i'm never going to be a millionaire like that i'm, I'm actually going to struggle to pay my bills like that 
So there needs to be another motive, another why for you to survive and to enjoy your 95. In Marco's case, it is, I'm going to be the best or I'm going to be better than myself. Yeah. I'm going to do a better job today than I did tomorrow because I don't want anyone to say any bad thing about me. And you see, that that's a valid why. Uh, is it, because I, I find that people sometimes uh, have a hard time believing me when I say that uh, leaving the nine to five doesn't require money, it requires creativity. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but was it difficult for you? I mean, okay. you're, you're not a millionaire, otherwise, no, no. You, otherwise <laughs> you, you wouldn't be doing this podcast with me. But well, I could, but maybe, maybe if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't be specifically in this specific space. So, um, well, I would like creativity is is one of the ways of saying it. Um, I've, I've, as I've, like, um, looked back, uh, one of, one of the, I think there's like a few key things, and one of the key things that, besides the other stuff, that always maintained is like, um, movement. It's like, since I've never been stuck, for the minute I've been doing stuff, since you're always trying to do stuff. Uh, you al you only you always get to that mindset that like you're always moving. It's either you're I'm here but I'm thinking that I might be there. Even if I'm not working to be there, I've thought about it. Like yes. it's it's like I've I've seen it happen. If it, if it happens, I may do this or I may do that. And I've always kind of been you know. I'm there and then I can be there and then something can happen tomorrow and I'm even if I'm not physically doing something for that specific I've I've thought about it you've seen it before. yes okay and so and so when I when I when I like went to other countries and stuff like that it was always like that so I'm gonna start doing this but by doing this I may get this or that or that, or that. So, because when I went to England, I went there to do the Grinch for the, the, for the uh, Christmas. And oh, it was okay. mostly just that. And then by working with the, with the person in charge and seeing what they were doing, uh, the philosophy, they had a school and stuff like that. And then I, I approached them and I was like, okay, so this is my background. I do this um, by ensuring first that there I did like my best and then I was like maybe not proud because I always want to be and then I never see it but I was like okay it was good enough like this is my you know this is my take why do you, do you want this and then okay. you kind of don't lose anything if it doesn't because that's not why you why you went there like, but you make the opportunities okay. come by always exactly. and that's what I did I just went there and then I saw what he was doing and I was like, okay, I, I can bring this, do you want it? And he was like, yeah, sure, why not, we'll see it. And then from there, I just went to, started from schools and then went to events. Then eventually, then I came back, but then eventually he made a school, a circus school. So, uh, like, it's, if you're always in the, in the mindset of, if, of watching stuff, of, 
well, at least considering what you would do in that position, so yeah. when the opportunity comes to make an opportunity, you're already, you're already there, you're focused, you're like, you, you eat it. Because I, I think, I do feel like most of the times people, um, they, they make their own shackles. Uh, they, first of all, they, they wait a lot for stuff to happen. And they think that a lot of stuff are out of their hands and that you can't make your opportunities. I've always been the idea that you make your own opportunities. If you're always waiting, even though it's someone else's money, because it's always someone else's. Yeah, always someone it's always else's someone money. else's. Yeah. But you make that opportunity happen. I'm, always, I'm here at this hotel because I made the opportunity happen. Um, I didn't know it at a time, for example, but I made... By staying here and always being like, I'm gonna be the best, I'm gonna have fun, um, I'm gonna talk to people, I'm gonna learn, because I, I, I wasn't, I've did, I've did to people, I've never been in like, and by doing that, I made the opportunity to stay there, and then from here, I'm always thinking like, what can it be, what can it be, that way I always have something, doesn't matter if it's tomorrow or two days, three days, it's always, so yeah, creativity, creativity, is is but, but is proactivity but yeah but proactivity yeah, yeah like not specifically waiting for the sun to come down waiting for something to change like i don't know you always can be that factor that changes it so two things first one is on camera you won't be able to say no now so <laughs> uh, being proactive right now how can we work together uh, and make some things happen as well. So here I am create, trying to create my exactly. opportunity and you can't say no because you're <laughs> uh, but, but the other thing is that Marco has never been my client. He has my book but uh, I don't believe he has uh, had the time to finish it yet. And he said exactly what I say in the book and what I've been saying is that you need to take control of your life and you need to take control of the actions to make things happen. If you keep waiting for people to look at you and say, oh, I think this guy might be good for this or might be good for that, it may happen if you're lucky, but you might as well not be dependent on lucky and you need to keep your eyes open for the opportunities, but also make those opportunities happen. And that's how I've changed my life. That's how Marco is sitting here and he could be just one animator more of this amazing team but he's not is someone who is in charge and and that's what you need to understand is that the Sun will come and go every day regardless of you taking action or not uh, so it, it, it is always in your hand and it doesn't matter if you have a 95 job you can make the most of that 9 to 5 job. Grab the opportunities, go talk to your boss and say, look, I, while I was working, I just saw that I can make this work easier or faster by just doing this. Would you like me to try to implement it? And maybe the boss will say, how much do I have to pay? And you say, well, don't pay me anything this time. Let's try, Yeah. let's see if it works and then, and then we'll talk about money. Yeah. Yeah. Some that that is that is one of the shackles that I see uh, a lot, and especially now that I'm like in this position to manage people, which is something that I'll, I'll I can tell you right now that I it's it's something I still don't specifically enjoy. 
because I've always been with that mindset that um, I have to do something and then I can do it with the team and I can do it without a team. If they don't want to do it, it's okay, I'll still do it. Um, and now I have to make sure everyone, even if they don't want to, they are on that, yo, let's do it. And that's still been something I've been struggling with. But one of the things I do see is that since nothing's theirs, they always have this idea that their time and actions has like this inherent cost. Yeah. This super like precious cost. And that so if they don't get paid for it, they won't do it. Um, and that like just, that just makes it so everything is a job. Like you, every action you need to get paid for it. Like you, you get even though you might not feel like you're entitled, but that's the very entitled mindset because you have you're basically already putting a price point on an action that you never actually proved anyone. Uh, so that's why sometimes people get here and then it's not there. So they like I'm not, I'm not gonna do more because. They're not, I'm not going to be the one benefiting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, theirs, it's the their, one benefiting. Yeah. So if I bring something new, like it's not going to be mine. It's going to be theirs. So why do it? But then, like, if you always think like that, like, it's it will never be yours unless you basically just win. Like, money just falls out of the sky and then you decide to make a business. Then that way everything can be yours. But most of the times you have to... You have to make sure like stuff are yours because if someone brings something here and it stays here they they will even if they leave they will always be here like yeah they, it's it will always stay there and then imagine that some something bad or not in their life happens and if it works it's been proven so they can it's easier for them for them to come back yeah but it's also easy for it's also easy to replace them and that's what they don't think is that if you if you don't bring that something that there's no price value for it, that's something that is uniquely yours because you make that specifically that specific opportunity or that specific job yours only, then at the end of the season the person goes and then next season you'll say, Right, I need someone who can dance and uh, I have five pe people who can dance. So that person didn't leave me any particular memories uh, or at least no memory that didn't cost me any extra money so why sh should I yeah. choose this this person so I under I understand what you what you are saying and um, well you're opening the doors for a different podcast <laughs> episode regarding leadership and and people management because I think it, it is all in finding that sweet spot which is what's in it for me and I've been in a multi-international um, uh, multi company where the office had uh, 1,800 people, but then globally we had 40,000 people. And you can't reward everybody yeah. with the, the same amount of money for something extra that they do. So it was my job to try to help the managers understanding that they'll do it motivated if you find what's in it for them and sometimes what's in it for them is not just the money yeah. it's the extra applause 
it's uh, maybe in your case the extra spotlight in the group dance uh, for example you, you know what I'm yeah saying? yeah so it's trying to find that sweet spot that is very difficult in people's management uh, but maybe that that is something yeah. that we can talk about in in a different episode because it's an area that I, I really enjoy um, do you have any uh, morning rituals to get you in the spirit so I'm, I'm probably going to put this out on Friday but uh, we're filming this on a Monday and Mondays are incredibly hard for most people and I say Monday is just a mindset because uh, Monday is not hard if it is uh, your day off yeah. Monday is not hard if it's the first day of your holiday uh, so Monday is just a mindset uh, what would you do you have any particular ritual I mean I've seen you on your bike yeah uh, sometimes at 9 30 I come on my scooter <laughs> and you're you're pedaling and I, I think I scared you a couple of times <laughs> which is good which is good I, I like those like chance encounters uh, so yeah like I don't have a, any physical rituals. Yeah, I when I started doing circus, I did have those physical rituals, like I like I'm stretch a bit and stuff like that. Um, uh, I basically kind of just go in the mindset that um, sure it's it costs you. So the first thing I did is how does a person that doesn't want to wake up wake up? Like I have to find like the limit of what is in like is possible. So for example, even though as soon as I leave house, the house, I'm always I'm extremely slow at the house. So like I well I don't specifically value like the sleeping aspect. So for me, it's not the five minutes more. Is the fact that I can take half an hour to do it. Yeah. So that way I'm not like rushing. Like no five, ten, fifteen yeah. minutes of sleep is gonna actually like have that much value. You might prefer to wake up earlier so that you have that extra half an hour to take your coffee. Well, like I can, I can basically just sit in my chair, watch it, watch my 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 beautiful view. I actually have it, so. Why not enjoy it? Yeah. I take my coffee. I do my 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 own food in the morning. Relaxed. I can. I don't. I don't have time to watch the news. But if I did, maybe I would. Not. Not that I do it now specifically. But uh, but like I have options. Like I can decide if I wanna. Uh, oh, I forgot to do my my beard. I can do it. It's like it's not like. I have everything specifically on yeah. top because when you want, when you're always trying to get those extra five, fifteen minutes of sleep, then you make that waking up is also a work. Yeah. It's also a job because that way you're like, okay, start timer, ten minutes to get here, and I'm and then, of course, when you start doing stuff, uh, yeah. But so, so what I'm. That, that, yeah. is part, that is part of your ritual anyway. My ritual is basically just um, 
most people are like they don't see it from which for from I see I might be completely wrong but it's like they're very fast in the morning and then yeah. when they get to the work they force themselves to be slower so they take their coffee and stuff oh, like that yeah, and then they start their day yeah right I just do do everything that at home I am as slow as possible because the minute I start working I'm always ramping up until the end of the day and then I go back to the well, I understand what you mean because um, so when I when I have my nine to five job in Budapest I literally would have to be to start work at eight so I, what I would do is that I would wake up 5:30 a.m. and I would go to the gym slowly and uh, I would do my workout and then I would go to the hot tub and I would always arrive work at 7:30. I would have my coffee. So my process of waking up was not at home, like yours. I was already in the yeah. work environment, but that gave me the chance to have my coffee at work and already seeing that person. Yeah. Usually it was the cleaning ladies and I enjoyed having conversation with the cleaning ladies. How are you and all that. Gave me opportunity to practice my Hungarian and, uh, and just see people in the morning and see, right. This guy is here so early. What's up, man? How are you? And and I always enjoy that. So I understand that that's your process. But in indoors, but it's in it's, house, it's it's mostly the same. But do do you think about work? Let's say that you wake up at eight to be at work at ten. Do you think about work? Do you think about your day in that waking up period until until you open the door and actually get up? I would say by phases. I would say at this point, I do separate it. So I don't specifically, when I wake up, besides just I have to take my kid to school, I don't specifically think about work. Because it's all very automatic and automaticated, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I basically, um, not that I not that it's like oh if the thought of work comes I can't think of it because it's work and you don't think about work outside of work but I just naturally tend to not work when I'm not at work yeah exactly basically because I'm mostly at work exactly so I don't specifically need to think about it I just that's why I try to kind of make sure that like all everything's kind of under control so that way when I get there it's like if something happens outside I'm like it's cool, cool yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen it's okay sure it's not a problem problem because cause that way it's not like because if I'm already like at home I wake up and for my first minute it's like okay so I have to do this 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 might it might be something that works for some people um, for me uh, I prefer to first do the thing that this, this has nothing to do with work, like yeah, uh, all the, and then afterwards, okay. Normally, when I'm at the bike, I start. Okay, maybe not. I leave the kid, and I'm like, okay. And then I get here, morning, 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 and then sit down. That's to like half an hour before everything starts. So that, when I'm like preparing stuff, that's when I start to think. Okay, so I have to do this and I have to do that, because that's already I'm already at work, and then I see someone like, okay, kind of like what you did yeah uh, fortunately it just not as, as soon as you 
but yeah, it's kind of mostly the thing like think about it when I have to. Yeah, for me it was that early because I was lucky enough to be able to choose my schedule and as long as I did those eight hours starting from 8 a.m. Yeah. And for me, and I said that in the last episode of the podcast, work is 30% of your day, 33% of your day, I think, roughly 23% of your week. So I, I would give 100% of myself at work, but at uh, 4.30, I would be looking at the clock, and I would be saying, right, yep. gone, but Jamie, no. Talk tomorrow. Bye bye. Gone. That didn't make me less committed, or less, um, let's say, able, or less professional. It's just that work is reserved for work time, and then the yeah. work ends and life begins. Yeah. So I've always seen it that way. So if I had the the, the choice to start working earlier, it meant then I could start leaving. Earlier. earlier as yes, well. Yes, yes. So that that is why I've always done like that. And there are people that work better in the night. I always work better in the morning. I had a very creative job. So yeah, sun helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my creativity flows better in the first hours of the morning. Um, so that is the reason why. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and I, I would really just like a yes or no answer. I don't want you to go in details. Yeah, but. Are you a happy person? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, I can tell you something that's weird. Like I'm, I'm, about, I'm a happy person. Yes. Um, am, I a, am I a person that specifically only sees positivity? No. no. That, that's... <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That, that's... Uh, that, that, I mean, if, if you're someone who always sees positive then uh, you need to see a therapist in the same way <laughs> that uh, someone who always sees negative needs to see a therapist as well um, and I've been that one that always saw negativity uh, I battled depression for a long time uh, I had struggles to keep myself alive uh, but then when I figured out that not everything is negative, there must be some positivity. Let's just try and find, find it. it. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's what they say, there is the, the negative person, or, or the positive person sees a light at the end of the tunnel, the negative person sees the train coming, coming. and then there's the realistic who sees two idiots in the middle of the track waiting for the train to come. Yeah. Uh, so, I, the fact that you're happy doesn't mean that you don't see the negative, it means that you deal better with the negative. And in regards to that, how hard was it for you and how did you deal with the lockdown situation that we had at twice? Um, I think you were here in Portugal yeah, yeah, already yeah. for the, both times, right? Yeah, I was. I was here. Uh, I I did have some advantage advantages comparing to other people by being here. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can't specifically say in terms of like 
lockdown that I was completely stuck at home. Yes. Because my backyard includes a pool. Yeah. It includes not specifically a pool, I couldn't include a pool, but it includes yeah, but the, a beach the view, yeah. and the view and gardens and no one was here. Uh, but for me, um, it was kind. It's kind of like managing anxiety. So it wasn't hard for me. I can't really say it was hard. Like some stuff happened in my life uh, that weren't good, but I can't specifically say it was because of the lockout okay. or if it were something that the lock lockdown promoted. Yes. Um, for me, it was mostly just kind of you gotta just kind of manage what is basically in your hands or not. So for me, like anything that's really outside of my hands, truly outside of my hands, I try to not give give it as much like attention. Like it's just not important, and it's just really not in my hands. So I can just stay here and like see having a nervous breakdown, or I can just kind of just wait for it to go. I mean, if it's a year, it's a year for two years. Sure, you have to think, but what you're gonna ease but that's like that's something you can think sure but that doesn't mean that the time that you can actually do stuff that it's in your hands yeah so I basically just I just waited and waited and I tried to do stuff I don't know maybe maybe I was gonna watch movies that unfortunately because I'm always working I don't have time or I'm gonna I catched up on my books I I was trying to teach my kid like some new stuff. I don't know. I made myself do stuff that I could until I got to the point where there was nothing to do, and then I just kind of repeated the process. Yeah. Because why not? Fortunately, I like to dance. I like to do shows, so I also prepared a lot of stuff. So much that I don't even know what I'm gonna do this holiday. <laughs> I follow I follow you on Instagram, and I I'm, I don't think you're very active on Instagram, or you've only started. I haven't found you on on TikTok or anything, but I think if I had your talent, I'll be all over YouTube and TikTok and, <laughs> and whatever. I was during lockdown. I I was it's well, social media is a hard stuff it's because and people do ask me a lot because I really like creating yeah. I, I really like creating uh, it's the one thing that I discovered that I was like oh, this is good and having this would really really be good to to go to social media uh, especially YouTube uh, but I, I did find that the minute I started creating with a specific um, mentality yeah. of providing for social media, um, that I was kind of going to cage myself, right? Because, for example, here, right, I do stuff thinking about people, mostly. Like, I, do, I always think, what can I do that I enjoy that they, they will enjoy? Yeah. Uh, and then... I do that, but it's mostly centric about what I enjoy. And in the YouTube, that's harder. Yes. Because it's a really big spectrum of people. Yes. And it starts being a job. And that's why I could never, like, really. Because then, for you to be successful, it's not the 
because uh, 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 the the creating aspect is the managing the job after speak with the people uh, doing the post doing the stuff it's that part that I'm like eh. you can come but you know what in in I do have a lot of videos though <laughs> so, that, that, that's what I was going to say I mean I don't have obviously I, I am a creative person but I, I don't miss I, I don't have the talent that you have for dancing I mean I, I have the creative mind but then I may not have the talent to execute those things, so I need other people to put in practice those ideas that I have. Um, in your case, with the talent that you have, together with the creativity, I don't think you would have to worry too much about talking to people and everything, because it would promote itself. Um, but, obviously, me being a coach, I want to impact people. And I see it's very frustrating when you, you put hours and hours in stuff and then three people see yeah. it and it's your wife and uh, <laughs> your wife called, uh, called her sisters and said, please watch it. <laughs> I have a man here crying. <laughs> please go and watch it. So I understand. So because of that, I decided to do things not thinking about yeah. particularly who is going to watch it. I, I do things... Uh, would I like to do this? Yes. I want to do it. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Always, always. Right. And then, if people watch it, sometimes what I think people are not going to watch is what people end up liking and talking more about. But other times, I think, oh, I, oh this is going to be amazing. Nobody cares about it. So in that regard, put it out there because I think your talent shouldn't be wasted. If I can have an opinion, shouldn't be wasted. Put it out there, and but don't put it out there with the expectation of having a thousand followers or a million followers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, pe yeah, people. In your case, people will watch it, and people will like it. But I just think that just put it out there because it's amazing what what I'll, I'll you try. do. I'll what you do is is amazing. I will, I will try it. I will try it though. And um, the other thing is that. You've mentioned already two times what is within your control, and I've talked about this. It's uh, your circle of influence is a thing that you have an, an actual impact on, and then there's your circle of non-influence, and you shouldn't care about that. You shouldn't care because economics is going to go, fuel prices are going to go up or down, and you can't do anything about it. The weather is going to be what the weather is, and you can't do anything about it. And uh, and lockdowns are going to happen, and you can't do anything about it. So you need to do something about what you can control. And in this case, is how am I going to spend my time in lockdown? What can I do <laughs> to spend my time in lockdown? So that for me, that is is the perfect attitude. Um, one thing that I would like to to ask is that for me as I would say as a fan as a spectator as the silly guy who's always in the front row during Aqua Zumba um, that I extremely ex appreciate oh, <laughs> I, was, I was going to ask you what was your feeling uh, and how can you keep a straight face watching me uh, in the front row because uh, oh I, well <laughs> I, because, like I'll 
like extremely honest because <laughs> people most of the time don't actually believe this but like i really admire people that do stuff outside of that comfort zone like people like they're completely on my book it doesn't really matter how they do it the minute they do it they're like they're my people okay uh it's not that the others aren't but it's like when you put yourself in that like space constantly on that space that you're outside of your comfort zone you're kind of just enjoying it and that's like what i like like i go to outside yeah. and then we're at the club and i'm like i'm not like that picking girls I'm like dancing yeah and exactly. someone's dancing with me and then they're like yeah. Woo! and if people are watching outside they're like that's extremely awkward sure but we're having fun yeah. and making memories so when people do the the the, uh, the classes with me and like I re I'm really happy that people can do stuff and they have they feel they have the space where they can do stuff that they would definitely normally wouldn't do they wouldn't go specifically to the gym to do zumba because they wouldn't feel the like their space because some people know them yeah like because other people know each other yeah. and stuff and you're like just crashing the party and you wouldn't feel like oh man I can't and then in here I really like it that people just can just come here and be like yeah welcome to the party and no one said welcome but you already know you're welcome exactly. and and that's that's what i like so in in, in fact uh, sorry to interrupt but in fact you you give me the the other feeling not only that i'm welcome but that i'm needed uh, oh, because yes. <laughs> sometimes my my wife she says oh come on we're not going to go in front row and i say oh i need look marco he needs me i, I need to go you need you need to see that i'm there uh, so it is it is but but it's something that not everybody can do that uh, because I find myself even in the night shows when you say oh now come and dance with with the team is not something that I would normally do but I I feel that oh Marco is there nothing can go wrong because Marco is there so I'm gonna do it and uh, I've learned with him anyway I haven't learned anything <laughs> Oh, but you have. I, I, I oh, only do have. it when I'm drunk. <laughs> but that's, that's for another episode. But the thing is, how, how do you manage? Because, let's face it, and you said you are a happy guy, but you don't... It doesn't mean that everything is positive. You have bad days like everybody else. And how is it for you? Because I've been through that. I had to train people. And sometimes I had a, a, a classroom for 40 people with their smiles on and ready to go at 9 a.m. And it didn't matter what was going on in my personal life. I had to be yeah. on my top game to see those people and make them enjoy the moment and obviously learn something. So how is it for you when you're having a bad day and then you have to go and... and do the Zumba or do volleyball <laughs> how is it so how, how, how do you manage that so the one trick and like I do understand that not everyone can do it that's why while I while I feel privileged privileged I don't feel specifically blessed because I made it myself but I kind of since I'm doing something I like I kind of get lost in it okay Right, so, it uh, doesn't really matter how unwilling I am to do Zumba, the minute I start doing it, I'm not 
I'm not thinking about anything besides that. I extremely enjoy it and it's over and I'm like, yep, I did it. For me, the the worst part is like when I'm getting there and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe today's not, not gonna happen. It's not specifically I really want it, just the act of going there and then nothing happening and coming back, it just kind of destroys me. It's like, ah. Oh. So, so when you mean nothing happening, uh, because that was the, the other question that I was going to make. Um, I have seen, not particularly with you, but obviously now we're starting to go into the off-season and it can happen when you go into go next to the pool and right, the Zumba class is starting and you don't see anybody approaching. I mean, how, how hard is it for you and how do you manage that? Do, do you try to get people to join for a while do you just say oh i'm, I'm being paid for this so I'm, yeah I'm, let, let's just get it done huh. yeah I, I would i would i would say that you should always kind of uh if it's always implicit you will do it and it will always matter if even if it, there's zero you won't feel as anxious for like oh, i hope it doesn't happen so that way i can have one hour when I don't do anything. Uh, since I'm always with the idea that I will do it, what I try to is by in doing it, it has to be the best always. Like the more people, the stuff like that. And so I'm not as anxious because I tend to see that the stuff where I'm like hoping they don't happen, uh, I can't. I just can't. I can get lost in it first. Like it, I it starts becoming really a job, right? So I started thinking, yeah, I'm here doing this in the sun, it's uncomfortable, and then I sometimes something like that. I start to like not enjoying the moment, I might get lost in this stuff. And when it's like, okay, I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be the best, let me get my hat, let me get today, I'm gonna get some sunglasses, or I'm gonna do a different music, because like people are tired. There's only one, but He's tired of that song, so I'm gonna choose another one. Try to make it as spicy yeah. as ever, because... So, and, uh, so, obviously, and I know it's not the same, because it wasn't the same for me to train three people or to train 40. The energy is absolutely different, but you give your best for that one person as you would give for that 100 person, people. Yeah. Yeah, if it's, if it's honest, completely. Yeah, but at the end... Music's off, and uh, you walk. I don't want to say the walk of shame, but you always go and you think, Should I have done more to attract more people? Or do you just think, Yeah, it's, it's that time of the year, it wasn't not going to happen? So, yeah. to, how, how do you do you struggle with yourself, or do you just let it go and say, Now let's go to volleyball, or let's go to the next activity? and yeah, that yeah, well, that uh, that was that is something that I struggle struggle at the beginning, when I didn't, especially when I didn't, when I wasn't the boss <laughs> per se, and I was just another worker. But we were very uh, independent, unfortunately, actually. Um, I was always like asking, okay, uh, how much of it is me? How much I could have change and and I did struggle mostly because it's very hard to understand 
if people want to do it and then you weren't there to you didn't give them the space for them to want to do it okay or if, if it's were the weather or if it's like it's 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 really it's very hard to to know that and sometimes it might be well it's that season but what does that season mean is it is it because it's, it's the weather if it's different nationalities so yeah that's 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 the struggle part is well, for you to try to understand specific what it is for me and my wife that season only means one thing temperatures drop one degree and uh, the water is uh, is colder um, so yeah it becomes it becomes harder yeah. for us but we go because it's Marco I to be honest, sometimes I wouldn't do the sacrifice because the water gets yes, really yeah. cold. And I know you say, oh, it's psychological. No, it's not. <laughs> water is cold. Yeah, it is. It right? is. And sometimes I, I tell my wife, right, we're here and I can't not. We, we need to it, go. It feels weird. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> I, mean, I just feel like you'll be looking at me saying why you're not here. And <laughs> But I, I, sometimes when I have certain trainings, imagine you're training at people a system, a specific, it's very objective and numbers and things like that, and I would be like, how can I make this fun and how can I make this entertaining at the same time as making them learn, and then I would close the classroom and I would think, did they have fun, no. did they enjoy, and then I would start thinking, what could I have done? So that that was yeah. why I was asking ah, okay. how so hard I can, it is for you. Okay, I can... I, Maybe not. Maybe not by saying how hard it is. I can. I can. I can tell you what was. What was my top? Not thought process. Like what I thought would be my secret spice. Uh, uh, I just went to the idea that um, if I'm not doing it, uh, judging my performance, right? So basically, if I had fun, it was fun. Okay, right. Because since I'm always striving to be the best, right? That has to be the minimum. If it wasn't fun, and if I don't feel it, like, then okay. For example, there are some songs that are always there, even if they're specifically not my favorite, because I feel like they're People with like me. It. They like it. And then there are others that even if I do like it. I'm not sure. So that those are the ones that so that like some musics are always there, and then other ones like maybe today this is one and this is one because I'm trying to find what people vibe with. Because of course everyone likes different stuff, of course, but it's like the end. Well, well, <laughs> I love the Tuesday ones. My wife prefers the Thursday ones. We end up doing both most of the time, but I understand. What yeah, it's because. Like I try, the, that that's kind of like my mini game. It's like, first of all, it has to be fun for me. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much you guys like it. If it's not fun, you're not if gonna. You, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna do it with me. If it's gonna you, be me there and you there. Yeah. If you're not feeling it, yeah, then people are are not going to be engaged with you. That's what that's what I found is that it's it. It has to be ours. For you to want to be there, independently of the quality of the 
class yeah because that's something you can work outside yeah. if it has to be hours so for us to be hours it can't just be for your pleasure it has to be for my pleasure as well so that way it's always something hours. i think that the reason why you would continue doing it week after week even if it's getting cold is because you kind of you kind of feel like it's it's our it's ours it's our thing yes it's like it's for yes. it's 4 p.m it's that time yes it's our class it's not marco that's going to give the class because he wants because uh, i want you to be the fittest person in the world it's kind of just it's ours it may be because you really want to be fit it, but no. it can also be something else maybe it's just fun but it's ours marco let me tell you that me and my wife we schedule our week around the zumba classes with you <laughs> And I'm not sure if this would be the case with any other Zumba instructor. It's just that thing that we see how much you enjoy doing it. And that energy passes on to us and makes us think, right, I might screw this up, but I'm having fun because he's having fun. And, and that's and I'm having fun because you're having fun. And it's, it's a cycle. And this was um, an incredible pleasure to have this conversation with you. It was... Uh, it was very entertaining, it was fun, it was more than I thought it would be in the sense I told you in the beginning, let's have this as a conversation, as a friendly conversation, but uh, it, it sounded as, uh, as if I had actually talked to you and passed you my coaching message and I'm really thankful because you have accepted to be a part of it. I'm uh, honestly hoping that uh, in the future we can do more things like that and I, I really hope that we can sit together and, and collaborate um, and once again what's in it for me it's not the money yeah. it's something else it's the opportunity to work with a, a talent per, talented person and, and the opportunity to, to just do things that's what I want to yeah. do and, and I really appreciate you spending uh, one hour and five minutes, I think, <laughs> of your time dedicated to this conversation. Um, I just have two questions to end it all. So, the first one is, um, where's your wild thing? And uh, I will explain this. So, for me, there's something that marked me, with, which is the choreography that you do, the group choreography you do on Tuesdays. Uh, take me where the wild things are or something like that. I even dance it when I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> especially on in my, in my especially on my boxers in the balcony <laughs> where everybody can see me. But but you look sexy doing it. <laughs> I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It all depends on how many drinks my wife has. <laughs> If she had drinks enough, she'd say, oh, you're sexy as hell. If she only had one beer, she'll say, no, stop no. it. <laughs> no, it's too many wobbly bits. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think I, I really like that song. And I really like that choreography because it, it takes me to something that I always say, I don't want a normal life. If I wanted a normal life, I wouldn't have given up the 95 job. Uh, I want I want to be where the wild things are and that doesn't mean I want to have a crazy life I just want 
I want something different. I I I want something. You know what I mean? When I I, I just don't want to, to be. I want to become. I want to create. So where's your what's your wild thing? What's your wild dream? What's the thing you want to become? Yeah. Uh, like so. First is balance. I would say the the balance where uh, I'm I'm actually getting there. I see it sometimes. Uh, I just kind of detract myself because of managing the time with the kids and whatnot. But first is kind of meshing the whole job and life. Uh, the spot where I would like to be is where like that distinction is not as you know as marked like yeah. it's like okay work work and, uh, and fun fun and the other is kind of just like not getting to that specific point where like I've done everything in my life that I could want to but that I wouldn't be ashamed uh, of of what I've, I've done or become and the place where the wild things are it's it's I'm actually kind of I'm really you made me really happy because uh, this song the specific song uh, it's one of those songs that wasn't put out for the people yeah because it, it, it's not it's not the f the funniest it's not the it's not it doesn't specifically has a beat that makes everyone going it's really not something that from all of the things that you can do that would be specifically minded to the enjoyment of the audience but but that's that choreography and how the setting of it made me and and my wife I've, I've never heard that song before but it made me and my wife really enjoy and really like that song and I think we wouldn't have the same enjoyment if it wouldn't have been for that choreography and and, and this is what led me to ask you because I know that you're responsible for yeah. for it and for the choreography and, and most of all for choosing for choosing it so yeah so that for me the place where the wild things are is that it's that that free open space it's you just just being you know you ain't you ain't specifically going through that motion where like you have to specific uh, give the space for someone for that one to be that person uh, you can be the person that you are, um, accepting that you don't have to specifically compartmentalize everything. Um, truthfully, so you live in a society and by being in a society you have to go through uh, specific like guidelines that society has and you can kind of be like all boohoo about it and try to be really anxious or you kind of just can be truthful to yourself yeah. and you can just go where the wild things are you can't you no one's forcing you you know you're you kind of go where you want to be it may work it may not work but you kind of just go because it will never you'll never feel like okay I've done something wrong because when you're always like in that whole mindset of trying to be anarchist and not being an anarchist at the same time you just kind of 
anarchy. Everything becomes a work. Yeah, what, what, once they're <laughs> trying to be an anarchist, they're trying too hard. Yeah, because right, so. people want to have anarchist thoughts and still be in a society. So you can't kind of be an anarchist and then just kind of judge people on a lens. No, but... And it's, it's just, you can't. It's like, you can't... You just, I don't feel like... I don't see it how you can be both. But in, in, a, in a place full of stars, nothing is stopping you from being the sun. Exactly. So shine when you can and... Be like constellations. Like, yeah. there's not... There's like... There's space for everyone, everyone and everything. You can just kind of have to feel like how you can assert yourself in something. So, th that, the other question was what advice would, uh, would you give for people who, the three people that will the, be watching will be us? Watching. <laughs> uh, uh, to, 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 to be positive. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not saying, because happiness means a different thing for everyone, but part of being happy is focusing on the positive and I think that's what you do. As you said, you focus on what you can control rather than what you cannot. So what advice would you give for people to just be happier? Yeah, 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 chill, chill is one of the things. Uh, I think that what well, you kind of have to like find because it works like some other people like it's um, acceptance because for example you can only chill when you feel like you're entitled to chill exactly yeah you, you just there's no in my mind I may be completely wrong but there's no place where like you can chill and be like yeah I've left a million dishes to do yeah but it's okay like you can you always like feeling like there's always of course there's always something that you're leaving behind but if you feel like you're extremely entitled to it you can just do it tomorrow or afterwards or when it works because you're entitled like like you've made it so your life there's a spot right but what you're saying isn't now resonating with uh, some of the attitudes that I have that I try to change which is not so much about what I leave behind but it's more about what, what is to come sometimes I can't chill because what is about to come which has only happened in my mind I'm thinking so now now uh, so that person that person right there is drunk and uh, will cause a, a commotion or an argument so you know I can't I shouldn't drink anymore because uh, then I will engage with that person and then an argument is going to happen and then that person ends up not having fun because I'm not chilled yeah. and I end up not having fun because of a scenario that hasn't uh, even yeah, happened yeah. so the chill phase like, yeah like, okay yeah so that's why it's it's hard because for me, it's easier to just say that because, like, the whole other background. When I say like the chill and the entitlement, uh, it's just that uh, I try to find like the the space where I'm like, I'm okay with being the factor. Like, and what is that? Like, it's the idea that I make it so I'm in a space where I can be me. Yeah. And I'm not 
factoring yeah oh. that i have to be less of me for me to be in this place. yeah exactly yeah and, and so while i can be here agonizing that that, that guy's getting drunk um and something might happen i can just kind of factor like what i am and independent on the position yeah. what i would do or not. or not and then if it happens i do it if it not yeah so if it happens to deal with it but you don't have to not chill about yes. something that hasn't even yes, happened yes because yet. like 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 i've i've already I've, i haven't done it but i've been there yeah i thought about it and when some people are like they feel like chill and thinking about stuff it's different stuff and uh, and that they're separated and can do no you can definitely think things through you should definitely think things through but as long as when you think and you speak you actually get to something but don't obsess point, it. yeah yeah because well normally when people think about stuff since they don't actually come out with anything they kind of just go on a loop yeah and i try to just if i think it i arrive to us a point to a point and then I may or may not do something about it. Okay. I may, maybe sometimes you don't do anything. You yeah. just got to there and you're like, okay, now you know something about yourself that you didn't know. Yeah. And you're okay with it. So, because diff in different scenarios, you may be something else. And if you think them, them through, you don't specifically need to go through. So, your message for people is my, chill. My message for people is to chill, be yourself, yet make sure that you know what that is. Yeah. One of the things that you can do is kind of just either put yourself in hypothetical situations and get to a point like uh, like when you speak with someone example really quick example uh, you love someone. Yeah. Why? And uh, most people will uh, try to get an extremely poem but I can think that you should basically just grab everything it's their hair it's their nose it's the way they touch it's the way like everything yeah even the bad things yes even if, the bad things because they say despite this and this i yeah. love you basically everything that you can explain it's yours everything that's like out there you're not it's not it's not really there like if it's if you can't explain in the smallest way possible then it's not yours. Uh, actually, actually the, the, that, that you're saying is very interesting. You shouldn't do this exercise with your wife or with your partner, but go to your friends and say, why you're my friend? And they're going to say, oh, because uh, you're fun, because I can talk with you. And you're going to say, well, you're, you're just quoting the definition of a friend. Why, you, why am I yeah. a good friend? And then they're going to say, oh, because I can really confide in you and you lift me up when when i'm when i'm down right that's the definition of a good friend but why am i your friend and then they're going to say they're going to start talking about themselves they're going to say well because i when i'm with you i feel this way and i can be this way so then it's you're a good friend because of them because of who they are because of the self so I truly understand what yeah. you say. Yeah. Everything that I don't understand, I try to understand. And when I understand it or I can explain it in some way, okay, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All the other things I'm just 
trying to get there. But I'm not anxious about it because no. Like I said, I'm in it's the what you can control circle, <laughs> yeah. circle of influence, everything else we'll see about. Yeah. Marco, it was an incredible pleasure. Thank you very much for taking your time. If it depended on me, this would go for hours. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we'll have opportunity to work together in the future and to do things like this uh, more often. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for those that are listening or watching those three people maybe four yeah. now because Marco will share it some, yeah, you're, somewhere and then you're dead. now it's going to be <laughs> someone else. Um, don't, don't forget to follow us on uh, Dreamable You Motivational Coaching, we're everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, even TikTok, YouTube, and I will hashtag Golden Club, we want to fill this place with people that can watch Marco and his talented uh, team doing the best they can, uh, I'm a fan, my wife's a fan, and uh, the only people who are not a fan are those who haven't been here, so that's a lost opportunity for you, as I promised. Uh, the episodes are going to be more frequent, so see you soon. Bye-bye. See you later.